Hi listeners. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the rights to have safe and illegal abortions. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions on other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortions, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting podvoices.help. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. I encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. And welcome once more to Shotgun Saturday Nights, the unofficial fan cast where we discuss, dissect, and gush over our favorite podcasts, King Falls AM and Improv on Tape. This podcast does contain spoilers, this week specifically for King Falls AM, episode 39. Take a look, it's in a book. Improv on Tape is still on their hiatus, but as always, if I hear anything new or get any information on release dates, you will all be the first to know. So if you haven't caught up on King Falls, as always, I encourage you to go listen, and I will still be here when you get back. Hello, my lovelies, and I hope you are all doing wonderful today. Um, Not much going on in the world that wasn't discussed in the intro. Um, However, just kind of tacking on to that. Kavanaugh and Thomas have already targeted birth control and gay marriage. Um, They have straight up said that these two things are next on the chopping block, so keep an eye out on that. Um, Stock up on your birth control if you can. There has been apparently a huge run on vasectomies, so men who are supporting your women, congratulations. Um, I support you and your decisions, and I know I jokingly say all the time that we should make vasectomies mandatory, Um, but just like with abortion, that is a choice. So again, I support you for making that choice and supporting your women. Um, There is also talk about sending Brown versus the Board of Education back to the states, because states' rights are working out so well for this country. That would overturn the um, integration of schools. So, yeah, I don't see that causing problems at all. Anyway, there are other things that are going on. Uh, So far, surprisingly, Kavanaugh has not talked about... Or, I'm sorry, not Kavanaugh. Thomas has not talked about overturning interracial marriage. I can't possibly imagine why. Although I think Kavanaugh did mention it, or one of the other justices did. Or maybe it was the state Supreme Court. I don't know. Somebody talked about it. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, Same-sex marriage, interracial marriage, uh, heterosexual, same-race marriage, throuples, um, monogamy, whatever. As long as everybody is consenting and everybody loves each other and respects each other, 
I don't care what your marriage looks like. Do what you want to do. It's none of my business. I do, however, just a little part of me does kind of wish that somebody would talk about overturning um, interracial marriage just to piss off Thomas. Um, he is not a good guy. Anita Hill warned us. Um, his wife is a treasonous bitch. And, yeah. Somebody should really do something about these people. Um, so, as always, get out there, vote, do your part. We cannot end the filibuster to codify Roe until we get some more Democrats in the Senate. Um, it's been passed by the House. Biden has said he wants to sign it. It's sitting in the Senate because of people like uh, Mitch McConnell and Kristen Sinema. And, of course, all the Republicans. Um, so, come November, y'all need to vote. I know I will. Just putting that out there. Anyway, that's kind of it for my uh, current events segment today. I think we've, we've said enough. Not that you can ever say enough, but you know what I mean. We've said enough on that for the moment. Let's get on with the show. Um... This episode originally aired on December 1st, 2016. The show opens with Sammy thanking Ron in advance for notifying them about his upcoming interview with the King Falls Gazette. Speaking of which, I think maybe some of us should get together and create our own King Falls Gazette. Write about what's been going on in King Falls. Pick up where things left off. The devil's doorstep is open. What the hell happened? We need to know. Um, so... Hit me up if you think that's a good idea. And if you don't, well, fine, whatever. I may or may not write something. You may or may not write something. Who knows? It's just an idea that came into my head as we were discussing this. Um, anyway, Sammy is also complaining about the weather. It's, it's hot. Um, ben is also over it. He's like, nope, we're done. Mm -mm. It is December. It's the last month of the year. It doesn't have to snow, but for God's sakes, could it please get cold? Drop below 70. Sammy's like, dude, I hear ya. If it was up to me, it would be cold year-round. Um, and no, he's not adding anything to that, in spite of what Ben may have thought. Sammy just likes it cold. And I get it. I am in Colorado, where our highs usually hit around the 90s. Last week it was in the mid to upper 90s all week. Which I know is nothing, nothing compared to some parts of this country. I don't know how y'all do it, living in states where it is consistently up in the, you know, 110, 120 range for weeks at a time. I don't know how you do it. God bless you. More power to you. But here, I don't have air conditioning, so I'll tell you right now, when it hits 90, I'm dying. I am ready to, you know, just lay down and melt into a puddle on the floor. Uh, my butter is melted. My coconut oil has melted. Um, I think my dog has melted a couple of times. So, yeah, you get what I'm saying. And even at night, it doesn't really um, cool down that much. But anyway, um, yeah, the guys are complaining it's too hot. Um, their last guests had to cancel at the last minute. So, 
you know, they're opening up the phone lines, which is fine with Sammy. He, you know, likes a free period before they get out of school for the day. First call is line nine. It is Maggie Masterson of Channel 13, also from King Falls High, where she and her friends laughed Ben off the stage during the last night of Greece when he slipped and fell during um, You're the One That I Want. Poor Ben. Everybody always picks on poor Benny. And he's not at all bitter about it. No, he's, he's not holding a grudge. He doesn't still think about it on the daily. Um, yeah, Ben, seriously, do let it go. Sammy wants to know why Maggie's calling, and Ben keeps interrupting with, you know, talking about Greece and stuff. She's calling because she's heard that the boys are friends with Pete Myers. Eh, wouldn't go so far as to say friends. Um, acquaintances, sure. Friends, not so much. She's doing a story about him and wants to know if the boys can help out. Um, Ben's like, you know what, if this was a personal favor... I'd probably be inclined to help, but since this is for Channel 13 business, nope, not going to do it. Channel 13 can take a long walk off a short pier into a lake of fire in hell. And while Maggie is like, dude, that's, you know, an awful lot of rage for such a little man, Ben reminds her that he is, in fact, of average height and medium rage. And he just has no desire to help Channel 13 in any way. And no, he's not upset about not getting the producer job that he didn't get hired for. He's perfectly happy at King Falls. He loves the show, and he loves working with Sammy. Ben does ask Sammy if they can just, you know, let this go. Can we move on? But Sammy's like, nah, I'm going to go pop some popcorn and watch this show. And honestly, I can kind of see Sammy doing that. To be honest, I'd probably be doing the same thing. Like, mm, no, y'all just talk amongst yourselves. I'm just going to sit over here and have some popcorn and be entertained. Ben's animosity comes from more than just, you know, the loss of the job or that Maggie turned him down for the prom. He um, throws out a whole lot of Grease references because he just cannot get over it. He also, you know, says that he has a problem with Channel 13 including the fact that they are just sensationalized media, and not to mention, among other things, they supported Grissom in the last election. Um, yeah, no. This is the first time we hear Travis Shamakery. And I'm not going to lie, I have used that on more than one occasion myself. Because I think it's a great word. Anyway, Sammy asks, um, you know, why do you need... Uh, phone number to get a hold of Pete. You know, he's got flyers all over town, and they've got, you know, contact information for him. She says, well, this isn't really a, shub a shrubbery emergency, or, you know, maybe it is. She doesn't know. Um, but she wants to know why his boss, HFB3, has bought out every Christmas tree in the tri-state. Uh, Sammy's like, yeah, that's, that's news. I'd like to know that as well. And, of course, that's, you know, what she's trying to find out. Uh, even though Ben keeps interrupting and really doesn't pay attention to that part. Uh, Maggie and Ben trade some more barbs before eventually she hangs up. And this is also what I believe is our first Ben-splosion. So, yeah, keep your ear out for that. Um, it was a relatively minor Ben-splosion, but it, it was one of them. 
Ben talks about why he doesn't like Channel 13 before picking up the phone and calling Pete himself. And this is just as much about the news as it is about beating Maggie to the punch. And Ben throws it back out there. Cronkite, Brokaw, Ben Arnold. And I want that on the t-shirt, by the way. Ben calls Pete, and of course he doesn't pick up, because why would Pete pick up the phone? Sammy is like, dude, I don't control Pete either. Ben calls Pete, but of course he doesn't pick up the phone, and Ben's like, dude, why the hell would he pick up the phone? Sammy's like, I don't control Pete either, so, you know, doesn't control the weather, doesn't control Pete. What the heck is he even there for? Um, obviously, Ben is not in the happiest of moods of late, but Ben does think he has an old landline number for the Beauregard estate, so he takes off to go look for that phone number. Sammy would rather just, you know, throw on a Rosenberg, Rothschild, and Dirk commercial. Dirk, get you money. Um, and, you know, head off to Rosie's. Pancake puppies on him. He's tired. He doesn't feel like it. It's been a long night. He's just, he's not having it. He's not feeling it. He wants to go home. Ben's like, nope, can't do that. Gotta beat Maggie to the punch. And... It would be unjournalistic not to find out what's going on. And unjournalistic is not a word. A journalist would know this. And also, Spellcheck does not recognize unjournalistic. Um, Sammy wants to take another break and figure it out. So they, they do play um, a commercial, an announcement about Ron conceding the election to Grisham. Um... It's an ad for Ron that he doesn't know anything about. It was paid for by the Ben and Sammy show. But basically, it's just a love fest for Ron. You know, hey, we're sorry you lost. That's not the outcome any of us wanted to see. But let's all stick in this fight together and, and hold Grisham's feet to the fire and so on and so forth. Because we all love Ron, and he would have made a much better mayor. Although, with Grisham knowing more about the Devil's Doorstep than initially we thought, Ron would have made a better mayor in non-doorstep terms. Doorstep terms, I think, with Grisham knowing more about what's going on and probably not wanting to relinquish that information to Ron, on that specific aspect, he may have been the better choice. But no other aspects at all. Uh, the boys come back from their break. Ben is digging through what Sammy says looks like the biggest Rolodex he's ever seen. Um, he's looking for HFB3's landline. Meanwhile, Sam takes the next call. It's the shotgun shammy guy. Ben ain't have or Sammy ain't having it. He hangs up the phone. Like, nope. He doesn't even get all the way through shotgun Sammy. I think he just gets through shotgun. Click. Sammy ain't doing it. Um, next call, line nine, it's Doyle. He's calling into his KFAM broskies about the Christmas tree biz. Ben can't find the number that he's looking for, so he's, you know, pitching a fit. Um, but Doyle's like, dude, that's why I called. Uh, Sammy keeps asking him, like, what's that, that noise in the background? What's that beeping noise we keep hearing? Uh, Doyle tells him, you know, it's semi-trucks unloading the Christmas trees at Casa de Vampiros where Doyle has been working for some extra Christmas Day dinero. Because 
when he's high, Doyle rhymes. I do not. Um, anyway, he's offloading and planting trees. His back is killing him. Uh, but he offers to pass along the hotline number to HFB3 himself. He just needs the guys to give it to him. Sammy hems and haws. He's like, yeah, you know, maybe we should just leave and go to Rosie's and, and stuff. And Sammy kind of reminds him, like, oh, but don't you want to beat Maggie to the punch? So Ben makes Doyle promise never to use the number. Um, ben takes Doyle off the air so he can give, it, give him the phone number. Sammy starts to sign off from the show, but before he can even finish, um, saying, you know, good night to everybody, Ben is back and talks briefly about how now they need to get a hold of Merv to get that number changed. But, of course, it's not really likely that, that Doyle's going to remember it. I mean, based on a Mary Jane Munchie malaise, Doyle remembering anything is, is you know, fairly unlikely. And Ben's like, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to ask. Sammy is enjoying picking on Ben, which, I mean, come on, Sammy always enjoys picking on Ben, and let's face it, we all enjoy listening to Sammy pick on Ben. Um, right now he's picking on Ben about his reasons for wanting to break the story um, before Maggie can, you know, the turning him down for the prom and, and stuff like that. Uh, the hotline rings and Doyle came through. It is HFB3 himself. Uh, his man gave him this number and told him it was imperative to call it once. And how do you think he felt to find out that it was King Falls on the other line? Oh, just He's just so insulted and so put out. But whatever do they want, um, whatever it is, they need to get to it because he needs to be getting to bed soon. And no, it has nothing to do with the sun coming up or with him being a vampire. He's just tired. He's been working all night. But yes, the sun is coming up in seven minutes. He thinks Ben wants to finally talk about the roses and not just about the transmogrifier. Uh, and Ben still needs to get with his man to schedule an appointment for that. Um, Ben's like, no, no, it's got nothing to do with the roses from Halloween or the Halloween before. Uh, Ben can talk to Pete about rescheduling the transmogrifier use later, but this is about the trees. HFB and HFB3 tells him, you know, I'm, I'm planning a holiday garden. Um, and if they want to come see it, they can speak with Pete about scheduling a time when it's finished, but um, he doesn't have time to deal with them and their shenanigans. He doesn't sh say shenanigans, of course. We all know that, that he probably doesn't even know that word. While they love to go see the trees on his grounds, not his yard, his grounds, um, has HFB3 thought about, you know, what he's doing, taking Christmas trees away from, you know, families and their kids in and around the King Falls area, robbing them of a rich holiday tradition to which, you know, Howard replies, you know, that he doubts that the valley dwellers have such rich anything, much less traditions. But yes, the thought did cross his mind, and he bought his fair share of trees for his holiday garden, and he shouldn't have to care about or think about what the others, what other people think about it. Um, Sammy's like, but you know, what about you know the people who want their own Christmas tree, 
And HFB3 is like, well, you know, it, they should have thought about that and bought their trees sooner. And no, HFB3 is not selling the trees for profit. He doesn't care about what other people need or want. Humanity is overrated. You know, sometimes I have to agree with him on that. Humanity can be overrated from time to time. He's sure there will be plenty of trees for the slow lowlies. The slowlies. Ben thought, you know, like, dude, I thought we were making a turn, you know, turn the corner based on our agreement with the transmogrifier. Um, Sammy's like, dude, I can't believe you're planning on ruining Christmas for so many people. Uh, HFB3 questions the fact that it is the tree that sets the mood for the season and not family or, let's face it, presents. And I'm not going to lie, presents and a day off from work are what make the holiday for me. And the food. Can't forget the food. But anyway, like I said, he's not selling the trees. He's keeping them for himself. But if one of his friends wants one, he would be happy to give them one for free. But no, all the trees are his. And as far as he's concerned, they're lucky he left the biggest tree for the tree lighting ceremony. Um, and if anyone else wants a tree, they need to get an axe and go out to Perdition Wood and chop one down for themselves. And Ben's like, you know, you can't do this. Sammy calls him a monster. HFB is like, you know, threatens to take all the trees. And you better watch who you're calling a uh, monster. And, you know, if you guys keep this up, Ben's not going to be able to use the transmogrifier. And at this point, Ben interrupts Sammy and cuts his mic. Because, um, you know, we cannot be interrupting the use of the transmogrifier. After HFB3 hangs up, Ben turns Sammy's mic back on. He's like, look, Sammy, I'm really, really sorry. Sammy's like, oh, fuck you, dude. Now he's pissed. He's like, you know, we need to hold his feet to the fire because of how he's treating other people and how he's ruining Christmas for everybody. And all for what? So that Ben can borrow his ray gun? And Ben's like, dude, you know this is about Emily. Um, and Sammy's pissed. He's like, no, I don't know because you don't tell me anything. Everything is in that damn notebook. And everything takes a seat to the notebook, and or takes a back seat to the notebook. And no, we, if you're not going to let me in on this, then we need to, you know, move on and, um, and deal with this whole tree situation. Uh, they fight about it for a few minutes until Ben throws the notebook at Sammy. Um, Sammy opens the notebook, tells me, "Go ahead, read it. Put Emily in more danger. Just read it on the air." Do what you got to do. You're so interested in what's going on in the notebook. And Sammy's like, is this your notebook? Are you sure this is your notebook? You wrote this. And Ben's like, of course. You know I wrote that. You know it's my notebook. It's on my person at all times. Sammy comes back with page 10, May 3rd, two days after Emily's disappearance. Who is Sammy Stevens? Ben's like, what? No, I didn't. I didn't. No, what? Um, Sammy repeats it. You know, who is Sammy Stevens? Ben's like, no, dude, no, that's about something else. It's, I'm, I'm really sorry. It wasn't about that. I was just freaking out. I was really upset. Um, can we just sit down and talk about this rationally? Sammy's like, no, no. You want to know who the hell I am? You know, your best fucking friend, the guy you talk to every day, 
talk about your day and you want to treat me like this. You know, Ben's begging him, like, please, please, Sammy, just sit down. I didn't mean it. I was just really in a bad place. Um, you know, I, you are my best friend. Um, he, ben is like, he's reeling. He's like, oh, my God, what the fuck did I do kind of a thing. Um, but he just wasn't thinking straight. Sammy's like, nope, don't care. He gets up. He walks out of the studio. Um, ben hastily closes out the show, like begging Sammy to come back, and then he takes off after Sammy. That's the end of the show. So this is, you know, Ben and Sammy are on the outs. And I got to say, this is not a good place for Ben and Sammy. Um, I don't like when Ben and Sammy are fighting. As an outsider, we can all see why... Why Ben was just reeling and he was writing down any possibility and completely forgot about it because, you know, of course, he loves Sammy. Sammy's his brother. Um, Sammy, again, being outsiders and knowing what we know, is concerned and hurt by this because he hasn't let people in. I mean, you know, he loves Ben and, and you know, best friends and everything, but he hasn't let people in. He doesn't. He hasn't told people why he's there. Um, so even though maybe deep down inside Sammy knows the notebook is all about Emily and, and that, yes, Ben was really just, you know, spitballing ideas, brainstorming with himself. He wasn't thinking correctly. Uh, Sammy is still like, no, I, I ain't having it. You're not going to try and investigate me. You're not going to try and find out what's going on with me. So that kind of leaves us where we are. Yeah, not not a happy place for the ending of this episode. But anyway, we all do know what that means for the next episode, though. So, I don't know how I'm going to cover that one. Because, yeah, that one's going to be hard. Because I'm not singing for any of you people. I'll have to figure something out. Eh, we got a couple weeks. Anyway, that was it for that episode. Uh, just a reminder that while Americans overwhelmingly support the right for an individual to make their own decisions about abortion and about their body, unfortunately, that right is no longer um, protected anywhere in the U.S. And abortion is a basic health care needed by millions of Americans who can become pregnant. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. Um, to find out where you can donate for each state, visit www.donationsforabortion.com. That's www.donations4abortions.com. And I will put these links in the show notes. Um, if someone you know needs help or if you want to get more information, um, there are five sources. And I will put these in the show notes as well. Um, there's the Shout Your Abortion campaign to normalize abortion. Uh, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign that is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion. Um, Abortion.cafe has information about where to find other links for places that you can help. Um, the Plan C pill, uh, if you go to plancpills.org, um, it provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. So if down the line 
um, you or a friend needs that and cannot access abortion in your state, you can get that. Again, I suggest getting, um, getting those as early as possible because there is talk about making it illegal to order those through the mail, although they are going back and forth on that because it's an FDA-approved drug and you can't restrict use to FDA drugs, and I don't pretend to, to know the legalities. Um, I just suggest getting as many as you can, but please don't, um, you know, hoard them like toilet paper. Um, there is also choice.crd.co. Um, it has a collection of all of these resources and more. So anyway, I encourage you, like I said previously, to speak up, um, speak out, help where you can. If you can, donate. Awesome. That's great. If not, find other ways to help. Um, offer up a spare bedroom, offer up your couch, uh, you know, help with driving people to and from um, abortion clinics, things like that. Uh, anyway, this has been Shotgun Saturday Nights. It is recorded and edited by me. Um, our opening is Get Ready by Fezline Studios, and our closing is A Slumber of the Blackwoods by As Above, So Below. Follow us on Twitter at ShotgunSammy71, Shotgun Saturday Nights on Facebook, or you can email me questions, concerns, and comments at ShotgunSaturdayNights.com. Or, I'm sorry, at ShotgunSaturdayNights at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and review. Thank you.